Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, January 21st. Ian Cameron, our Saturday uh, guest, is back as well. Kevin Beach uh, with us. Of course, if you haven't been on the show, on, watching or listening on Saturday since Kevin's been joining us, former pro hockey goalie for many, many years, uh, and now using his hockey uh, background and, and history and knowledge and all that good shit to uh, try to profit now on the uh, betting board when it comes to NHL. Kevin, uh, how are things with you today? Are you looking forward to the card? How's betting board been treating you this past week in the NHL? Ian, thanks uh, for having me back on. Uh, yeah, another big uh, slate here on this, this Saturday night, 14 games. So a uh, lot, lot to tackle. Um, last couple of days, uh, been, been uh, say, in the trenches, you know, when, you, when you're battling 500 and, uh, and trying to get above it. But uh, today, today's a huge day to, uh, you know, uh, have the odds on our, on our side here and, uh, and finally make some money. Get on. There we go. Unmute myself. Yeah. I know what that feeling is like. Yeah. Just battling and you're just breaking even or slight losing days. And you've, and I've had streaks like that where it's just, yeah. you're not really having a terrible run, but you're, you're just basically treading water quite a bit as well. And uh, I've had those runs before. We'll see if we can uh, have a big Saturday. It's certainly a game that offers up plenty of games. To, have, to, to tackle and uh, look into and, of course, find opportunity. 14 games here on this day. And, by the way, happy Hockey Day in Canada. Uh, if, you're want, if you're from north of the border, obviously it's Hockey Day in Canada, the annual celebration of the game uh, in Canada. And uh, Sportsnet, you know, they devote all day, all night coverage to it. They have a triple header of NHL games, and then they've got all kinds of personal stories and uh, people that, you know, Owen Sound, they always pick a location every year to have Hockey Day in Canada. It's in Owen Sound, Ontario today, and they bring in an NHL alum that played from Owen Sound. Uh, they're from Owen Sound that played the game, and they bring them on for the celebration. And, yeah, it's just uh, something that's been going on now for a couple of decades. They've been doing it, and uh, uh, always a fun day when it's Hockey Day in Canada and the coverage that they present on television is always very good uh, as well. Hopefully our plays and our bets are very good. So without further ado, uh, we'll begin with a game that's about to start in about 15 minutes from now. 12.30 p.m. Eastern puck drop, very early start in Buffalo. Ducks and Sabres, uh, Buffalo minus 280, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Certainly think there's going to be a, a good share of goals in this one. I do have a small over six and a half look in this game because I, I actually think Anaheim might be able to chip in a little bit too. You look at the uh, Ducks uh, in recent games, they had the five spot that they scored against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets in a very rare victory, 5-3 the other night. Uh, they've trended over now seven straight Anaheim games going over the total. A lot of it is because they can't keep the puck out of their net. I mean, they've given up four to San Jose, seven, six, six, four, five, three. I mean, they've been consistently given up three goals or more to the opposition. But the Ducks are starting to score a little bit. Trevor Zegras has been very good uh, in recent games for the Ducks, been one of their better players. They also get Mason McTavish 
uh, back in the lineup today. He was banged up a little bit, but he is going to return from a lower body injury here. He's missed uh, the game, missed the game against Columbus, but he'll be back uh, for this matchup here against the uh, Buffalo Sabers. Uh, Sabers, on the other hand, snapped a two-game losing streak with that three-to-two overtime victory against the New York Islanders. Uh, it, they probably should have won that game easier than they did. Uh, on Ryan Miller night, raising his uh, number to the rafters in Buffalo. They out totally outplayed the Islanders, but Ilya Sorokin was immense and is the main reason the Islanders were able to get a point uh, in that game. Uh, Buffalo looking to keep it going. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. It was obviously a big night for the team and the franchise and the fan base. You know, you're saying good, uh, well, not goodbye to Ryan Miller. It's not like he's going away for, forever, but you know what I mean? Uh, retiring his number. I think to me, him and Dominic Hoshik, 1A, 1B, Kevin, in terms of the two best goalies the Buffalo Sabres have ever had. Uh, Ryan Miller's right there, just in terms of team success, in terms of longevity, how many years he was consistently great uh, in net for the Sabres, right there with Hoshik, in my opinion. So very deserving for him to get his number retired. How does Buffalo now, is there a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a letdown after an emotional night like that? Perhaps, but they're still much better than Anaheim. And I think they can't afford to squander two points in this spot, considering they already did that against Chicago, where they had a 3-1 lead earlier this week and they lost. you got to be able to get points against these you know, below-average bottom feeder teams if you're going to try to make a push for the playoffs here. So I'm just going to look at the over, and I think Buffalo will win, but I'm not going to be rushing to lay minus 290. If anything, maybe a minus 1.5 if you're going to look at the Sabres for better value, take them on the puck line. What do you think here, Kevin? First game up, Ducks, Sabres. Yeah, I'm just going to stick stick to the well here. Um, Cam Feller is a guy I've been playing quite a bit the last uh, last couple of weeks. Um, a lot of times I've been playing the, the no point for him. Uh, he did score two points his last game. That's only the third time in the last 10 he has put up points. Uh, that's minus 141 on him, but I'm not going to play that one. Just I, I feel I feel this high scoring game as well coming. Uh, however, it's his his price on his under 1.5 shots that that I like. Uh, plus 105, six of the last 10, he's been he's been under that mark. Uh, he's just not not shooting the puck a lot. Um, even I know I know the goalie had last game, one of his two shots he had last game was just driving the net, and you know he's able to get it on. But he's just not Tennessee right now, not not firing the puck, and you know that that plus money, the the plus 105 compared to his uh, his no point odds is is the one that I'm going to tackle right there. So I got Camp Fowler under 1.5, um, and that's that's the one I'm going to play this game. So only looking at the one prop. All right, just the one prop. And I remember those last two Saturdays, Camp Fowler has been mentioned as someone you've been targeting as a go against in terms of whether it's points, shots, anything. Just him being a low event player for the Anaheim Ducks compared to obviously some of the other. Uh, players on their roster and uh, certainly Cam Fowler, someone you've been targeting, and I think with pretty decent success as well. Going back to that well here today, yeah. Cam Fowler yeah. uh, under the uh, shots uh, prop. And uh, I think this has been, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, this has been like a week or two solidly. You've been looking uh, consistently at going against Fowler, right? Yeah, I've been hitting him uh, probably a couple of weeks now, almost almost every game, either on the uh, the no points or the uh, the under no shots. And, and that trend has been has been paying off for me as long as you know I play it consistently. Uh, like like last game, he did pop off for two, which uh, you know you don't don't like to see when you're when you're going against it. But uh, the the odds overall is trend right now is he's not he's not doing a ton back there. 
All right, now next up, Tampa Bay and Calgary. This is the first of the games that will be featured on the Hockey Day in Canada coverage today on Sportsnet. First of a uh, triple header. They've got this game. They've got a couple at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then they have the uh, Edmonton-Vancouver game uh, late tonight. Uh, pretty much even money here, both sides, minus 110 uh, in this matchup, and the total currently sitting at uh, six, uh, shaded to the over. Uh, in this game, uh, we're waiting to see goalie confirmations, and I shouldn't be surprised. That's often the case here when we're talking Saturday games that we don't always get the uh, goalies uh, announced uh, right away. Uh, but uh, Calgary, I kind of think Calgary's sitting in a good spot here. They've lost two in a row. Uh, obviously, they fell flat the first game home off the uh, road trip against Colorado, who are surging again right now. We saw them take care of business against Vancouver last night. Uh, so really, no fault in you know the way. Um, Calgary played against Colorado, tough spot off the road trip playing Colorado, who's starting to get their game back together. I think Calgary will play really hard, really well today. Will it be enough is the question. Um, Tampa usually off a loss. I'm very interested. And, of course, we saw them lose 5-3 to the Oilers on uh, Thursday night. Or actually, yeah, it was uh, Wednesday night. rather Thursday night it was, sorry. Thursday night against uh, Edmonton. They lost 5-3 uh, in that game. If you look at the Lightning, they got into some penalty trouble. Um, it Maybe it wasn't the best game for Vasilevsky, but really that game was winnable for them. It was 3-3. It was sitting there to be had. And then Connor McDavid does Connor McDavid stuff, you know, just does a terrific individual effort, pulls away and just, you know, takes that puck with great speed, great force to the front of the net and just powers it past Andre Vasilevsky. That ended up being the game winner uh, on Thursday night against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And then they added the empty netter to put it away 5-3. So, you know, I, I think Calgary now rested at home after, you know, having that game against Colorado a couple of days ago. And keep in mind, they've got actually the extra day off compared to Tampa going into this game. So it's really two full days. I think situationally, it really is nice for Calgary. But I want to see who's in net. If it's Markstrom, I'm much less likely to take Calgary. I mean, he has kind of been up and down. They've, they've struggled with their confidence, I think, a little bit more as a team with him in net. Nothing has been confirmed yet in that regard. Uh, we've got just uh, projections that Jacob Markstrom will be in net for Calgary and Andre Vasilevsky will be in net for Tampa, but nothing uh, confirmed as of yet. Uh, you look at Calgary, it's going to have to start with, you know, all of their big guns. I mean, Huberto has not exactly been uh, good in his first season or consistent in his first season here under Daryl Sutter. You know, that Dylan Dubé was a lot was expected of him. We'll see how he fares in this game uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. What I am interested to see is that they are going to give this young kid a, a chance in that Jacob Peltier, who's been called up from the minor leagues. Uh, this is someone that, uh, you know, in the AHL, he had a great junior career in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, and, uh, you know, you look at last year in the AHL, he had 27 goals and 62 points in 66 games with Stockton. Stockton Flames in the AHL. So he's been lighting it up down there. We'll see if he can keep it going here. I'm tempted to look at props involving Peltier today uh, because, look, they need a spark, and maybe he's someone that can give them that if you're a Calgary in this one. So I, I, I'm, I'm a wait-and-see approach type of thing with this game. I'm waiting to see who's in net. I honestly think I'd like to bet on both of these teams in this spot rather than bet against them. So a little bit of a tricky game. Looking more towards some props in this one than uh, a side or total as of right now. Like I said, Peltier for Calgary. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, no question about that. If you're looking at Tampa Bay, I mean, you, you don't want to overcomplicate it or overthink it right now. Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point 
you know, you usually like to look for bargain bin value, but Braden Point's just been a machine with point scoring, goal scoring of late. It's just been an incredible run. Stephen Stamko is pretty much the same thing for him. Uh, he is on now a, a seven-game point streak. We had the hat trick against Vancouver where he got his 500th goal and had four goals in the last two games combined. So, you know, usually I like to look for down the board some value, some good prices, but I don't know if you want to do that right now with Tampa Bay. I mean, stick with the players that are just – carrying the mail for them right now and it's been the big three there's Kucherov, Stamkos and Point for sure. Uh, Kevin this might be a good prop game do you feel that way about the Lightning and the Flames? Yeah this is one I uh, I've finally gone after the, the last game I finally jumped on it with Jonathan Huberdeau as you mentioned he's not having the the season the Flames helped um, and they they got to win games right now like like Sutter he's he's not using them a ton in deployment um, his last Last 10 games here, um, only once has he hit the 19-minute mark in ice time. And this is a guy in Florida that was regularly over 20 minutes a night. Sutter's one of those um, guys, Kevin, uh, that if you're not playing the way he wants you to, he won't hesitate to staple your ass to the bench. He's done this throughout his coaching career. So it's not a surprise if, if he's not thrilled with what he's seeing out of Uberto that that TOI is ticking on down. Yeah, and speaking of not being thrilled, this guy has four shots total in his last five games. Uh, I'm looking at his line for under 1.5. It's it's paying plus money right now, 105. And seven of his last 10, he's been under that mark. So uh, he's not playing as much as he he should be for a guy of that caliber. And as it is when he is playing, he's not he's he's not throwing the puck on that. Um, so that's that's a guy I'm going to jump on for sure. Um, I jumped on a last game with him, and I'm going to continue until he shows me. Shows me differently. Um, and then the other guy, uh, Tyler Toffoli right now, um, he is playing that that top line, if you call it the top line, with uh, with Lindholm and, and, and Dubé right now. Um, and he's also on that, that first uh, power play unit. And I'm looking at him. I find some value in the over 2.5 on, on his shots. Uh, that's paying minus, minus 114, what I, what I see. But he's, uh, he's hit that in seven of his last 10. So he's getting a lot of opportunity, um, and he's a guy who likes to shoot the puck. So if I'm going to go a second bet of the game, that's the one I'm going to place. But that uh, that Jonathan Huberdeau, that's that's the one that I that I really want right there. All right, going against someone that's had a tough transition here in his first season with the uh, Calgary Flames. I, I agree with someone uh, Slatsy forty five who's. Uh, uh, someone, a uh, good guy and knows his hockey. And I like a lot of his comments are very astute, I find. And he's right. Can't believe they have Lucic playing with Hubert. Yeah. Get a skill guy up there. Get a speed guy up. There yeah. I saw that too. That's Huber not, down. that's yeah. not helping his cause get more shots. Uh, with having, having Lucic on there. So, uh, that even, that even more when I saw that, uh, yeah, that, that's a good comment there, but, uh, I, I saw that in the lines. I was like, okay, that's not, that's not helping his cause either. I mean, to me, when I look at that situation, too, with uh, him being up there, why is Manji like Manji Apani, I get it, okay? He's not had the season we hoped. He's had a sophomore slump, if you will. Remember, he broke onto the breakout season last year. What do you have, 35 goals, 20 assists, 55 points. He yeah, all he did was paid. score. Yeah, I mean, he was awesome. And I, you talk about props, Kevin, last year. Oh, the Manji Apani props. I mean, I got, jumped on it quickly that, he, well, this guy's just exploded on the scene here. And you were getting plus 350, 400, 450 to score goals. You were getting just plus prices for him just to get a point. It was just the best thing ever. And look, he's had a tough season following it up. He got the money. He got the bag. Uh, and now he's having a hard time delivering the goods. 
now this year. I get it. He's only got nine goals for the uh, Flames, 20, 12 assists and 21 points this year. But at the same time, you got to put him in a position to succeed or maybe try to break out of this slump. And that's the one thing with Sutter is sometimes he punishes his player too much for struggles. I mean, you've got to put them in spots where they're going to be at their most effective and productive for you. And I don't see how Lucic on a second line and Mangiapane on a third line is the best fit right now with the forward combinations. It should be the reverse. Put Lucic on that third line, more of a checking role, and put Mangiapane up with Huberto and with uh, uh, on that second line for the uh, Flames. Uh, so do that, and you're going to have uh, more opportunity. And Kadri, of course, on that uh, second line. I think Mangiapane, Kadri, Huberto should be the second line, and Lucic should go down to the third line and be more in that checking role. But I ain't yeah, the coach. Yeah. I think I think I think Sutter's been at this all season though, trying to trying to find something that clicks and. Uh... You know, like he's, I think he's at the point where he's, he's getting everything to try because, uh, you know, to get that team going. But, uh, I think he's, he's been at it all, all season with Huberdeau trying to figure out where to place him. It just, uh, he just hasn't found it yet. No, he is not. And, uh, now the question is going to be look, now there's a question now people are asking, are they ever going to get this? You know, is Huberdeau going to take off? Is, like Kadri's been good in times, but he's not been consistent. But there's been bigger issues than Kadri. I mean, Huberto's got to obviously step his game up. Dubé was asked a lot of him. Mangiapane's play has dropped off. Those are the three that are critical for them, in my opinion. Uh, even Toffoli, you know, and Toffoli's been, had a great career. Remember, this is now a guy in his 30s. I mean, he's going to have a leveling off in his career at some point. You might be seeing that right now. But collectively, there's just too many players on this uh, Calgary team that are just – Based on what we've seen from many players on this team in the past, they're not playing at that level now. Okay. And it's everybody, it's multiple players at the same time. It's why they're having a, an inconsistent season. And it's also why they need to get their ass in gear. You know, they really do uh, in terms of trying to get uh, back on track and uh, get more consistency in their game. And obviously, they're, they've lost two in a row now. They've got Tampa coming in. Certainly won't get any easier for them here this afternoon. All right. Next up, we've got the rest of the games, by the way, are tonight. Night games on the Saturday slate, uh, Minnesota and Florida. We've got Florida minus 110, minus 115 home favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Oh, by the way, a couple of props from the first two games. J.J. Paterka, someone mentioned it in the chat about him for Buffalo. He's up on the second line. He was sent down. He's back up. I think there's a little chip on his shoulder, point to prove. If Paterka scores a goal or gets a point, that's not crazy, in my opinion. I mentioned Peltier in the Calgary game as well. Uh, and maybe I also look at Dubé here today uh, because a lot of his goal production has been at home. And again, anyone that I mentioned of the big three from Tampa worth a look. This game, I like Minnesota actually here at even money in this game. Uh, off a loss, disappointing against Carolina on Thursday night for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they catch Florida here off the uh, road trip through eastern Canada. Uh, that were actually they also went uh, to Buffalo and then they went to Toronto and Montreal after that. Uh, they rebounded from a 5 4 overtime loss against the Leafs to pummel Montreal 6 to 2 uh, on Thursday night. Uh, and really, it was the uh, penalty trouble Montreal got into that opened the door for uh, Florida to uh, just open the floodgates and uh, break that game wide open. Uh, but Carolina or Minnesota rather coming in again off a tough 5 2 loss. They catch Florida here coming in off the uh, uh, road trip. Florida's beaten Minnesota three times in a row, but I'm willing to maybe look against that here today and take the Minnesota Wild in this game. Plus, you factor in that uh, Florida's down to the third goalie in their organization uh, in net today, a guy that actually got a surprise start for the Panthers against Montreal Thursday night, Alex Lyon, who has been basically a career AHL goalie uh, for the most part. He's had brief times starting for the Flyers uh, in the past. 
And then also, of course, um, with the uh, just recently, there was another team he was with another organization. I think it was Carolina. Uh, but uh, yeah, Alex Lyon has basically had just a handful of games in the NHL. Now he's with the uh, Florida Panthers organization. And look, Knight is on IR still. Bobrovsky uh, has been uh, out uh, here the last uh, couple of games. He hasn't been available. He was a last-minute scratch against Montreal due to a lower body injury, and he's already been ruled out for this game. So it's Alex Lyon who is back in between the pipes. He was phenomenal against Montreal, but do you know how you know what I feel about these goalies that have just been playing majority of their career in the minor leagues and the AHL, etc.? They have that great start out of the blue, last second starter against uh, Montreal. They don't bring that same performance the next time out a lot of times. Uh, you know, that is something I've noticed here uh, over the years. So when it comes to Alex Lyon, let's see him do it again. And let's see him do it again with a team that's still in front of him defensively, a little bit of a mess at times. You know, it's a, a team that has obviously had their struggles uh, keeping the puck out of their own net throughout the uh, course of the season. When you look at Florida's numbers, you know, defensively, uh, you know, they're only 22nd uh, in the NHL goals allowed per game, 3.4 per game allowed. So again, a bottom you know, half of the league in terms of defensive ability, uh, the Florida Panthers and keeping the puck out. And again, Lyon was much stronger, much better than anyone would have thought against Montreal. But A, you're not playing Montreal. You're playing a little better team. And B, you know, it's a situation where a lot of times you have that one great start. You're just not able to follow it up when you're basically, you know, a journeyman goalie like Alex Lyon has been for uh, many years. So I like Minnesota here in this spot, minus 110 you know, the wild team total over is probably something to consider as well. In this game, it's a, a three and a half number and it's an e, a plus money price. So I think that's maybe worth a shot. The over six and a half probably as well might be uh, smaller bets. But the main bet for me is uh, Minnesota money line here. Even money. Uh, I think they bounce back after the loss against uh, Carolina. Catch Florida on this uh, coming back home after the road trip. And a Florida team with uh, going back to the well with Alex Lyon, who I, I, I'm willing to bet against him bringing the same kind of performance we saw against Montreal Thursday night. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Kevin wild and Panthers? Yeah, you're going against Lyon, and I'm, uh, I'm rooting for him. So uh, I saw what he did against Montreal there. I, uh, I picked him up. In my fan yeah, yeah. I picked him up my fantasy leagues right away. A couple of them just to kind of, uh, you know, root, root for the guy and uh, hope it's kind of a rallying point for Florida. Um, if they're going to make playoffs, this is, this is the moment they, they need to rally behind something. Uh, they have been playing better hockey the last little bit as well, which which kind of interests me. You know, they're saying all the, all the right things in the media that you know they they feel good. They're they're finally battling. They're uh, you know playing more heart. Um, so I, I would love to see them kind of kind of go on a run. Um, that's also kind of a, a personal thing because I have them in a in a parlay to make to make playoffs. Which uh, so there there's a bit of a personal side with that room for. Um, but he does, he knows, he knows how to win. Like he won a AHL title last year. So, uh, this is a guy that, that can win games. So, uh, I want, I want to see how the team team rallies behind them and, and, uh, and see if it gives them that boost. So that's, that's kind of the side I'm looking for. Um, however, I saying that I'm not, I'm not playing the, the wins or losses on either side here. I am looking at a prop. Uh, th this one, I, I honestly don't know if this was a, is this a glitch, but this, this Barkov shots line is set at 3.5 today and on Barstool anyways. And 17 of his last 18 games, he's been under that mark. So only once in his last 18 has he hit four shots in a game and it's set at 
And wow. now it's it's not paying a ton. It's it's minus one eighty two. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. B- based on that, I, I can't. Uh, I don't know why the line set at that. But uh, that that's one I think is. Uh, you know he 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 has he has to be under, and uh, that that's that's the one and only prop I'm I'm playing this game. Yeah, it's a split line actually. I'm just looking at the uh, BetStamp app right now, which is a great app, obviously, for monitoring all this stuff. And I mentioned it to you, right? BetStamp, it is just uh, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's some books have two and a half, some have three and a half with Barkov shots on goal. Uh, the three and a half, you're right, minus one eighty two is right around where where it is at most uh, books. Again, a big big price, but you mentioned minus one eighty two is not a bad price to lay when you factor in the percentages in your favor. What is it, seventeen of eighteen? 16 of 17? Yeah, 17 of 18. 17 of 18. There you go. Uh, In terms of uh, going under three and a half shots on goal, Barkov, in 17 of the last 18 games. So, you know, when you think of it in those terms, hey, minus 182 is not that fucking big of a deal laying that kind of price when you're talking about that kind of uh, percentage in your favor, no doubt. So that's it for you in this game, right? Just Barkov under? That's uh, For me, I think that's a layup. Uh, So that's that's the one I'm going to take right there. All right, Barkov under shots, under three and a half for uh, shots on goal for Florida for uh, Kevin in this one, Wild and Panthers. All right, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Leafs minus 350, road favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. Um, it's tough news for the Canadians. The Cole Caulfield news is just really unfortunate. Uh, out for the season uh, for Montreal, having a terrific season as well. He's been carrying the team, the catalyst, the backbone, the, the lifeblood offensively for Montreal much of the season. And now we find out, uh, he is out for the rest of the season for this Montreal Canadiens team, uh, will undergo, undergo, uh, shoulder surgery. You would think, cause it's a right shoulder injury, uh, surgery on his right shoulder. We back for training camp, uh, and obviously he suffered that injury, uh, on Thursday night against Florida. Um, uh, unfortunate for him unfortunate for the members of this team probably for the fan base though and the people that are in the management group if anything this is really going to hurt you you're going to probably lose more and you're going to strengthen your bid for Connor Bedard uh, and the number one overall pick so you got to look at the um the uh, light at the end of the tunnel if you will in a situation like this that maybe you're going to incentivize and improve your opportunities here to get uh, Connor Bedard on your hockey team uh, in the draft uh, coming up in the spring Um, so how does Montreal fare here you know sometimes when you have something like this for one game everybody steps up I don't know what they're going if they're going to be able to here they have played a little bit better or they had been playing a little bit better they'd won two in a row three or four before uh, running into the Panthers and having a rough game six to two I mean the they were just in the box too many times. They gave Florida eight power plays in that game. And the Panthers connected four times with the man advantage. Uh, you just, uh, when you lose the special teams battle like that, uh, you're not really going to have a chance. And what's concerning too about the Canadians is the penalty kill five power play goals have been allowed by them uh, in the last two games. And you go back to the Christmas break where we've talked about how they've really struggled defensively for more of the games than not. The penalty kill has been a big problem. The Leafs come in here all of a sudden with a power play goal, Kevin, in eight of their last 10 games. So if you're going to bet Leaf props tonight, you know, don't just settle for a full game and regular, you know, props for points, goal, etc. Look at the power play points market. It's one of those games where it makes a lot of sense to do that. The Leaf power play has been better lately. Montreal has struggled on the kill uh, in uh, recent games. So that's definitely an opportunity you think the Leafs will be able to take advantage of here in this game. I mean, when you look at it, Toronto's minus 350. 
they, they probably win this one. They have had a tough time with Montreal. It is worth noting that this, these have not been easy games for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Montreal's actually beaten them three of the last four uh, regular season meetings. And earlier this year on opening night in Montreal, it was a 4-3 win as plus 210 underdogs for the Montreal Canadiens. But without Caulfield, with everybody else that's out too, I mean, let's not, also not forget Caden Gooley on the back end still out. Yoel Armia out, jo- jo- Jonathan Drouin out, Jake Evans out, uh, Uri Slavkovsky, the number one overall pick, is on IR. That's a lot missing uh, in your lineup for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Sam Montembeau back in net, Jake Allen not ready to return yet either. So Montembeau gets another start. I think this is like his fourth or fifth start in a row for the Canadians. And Ilya Samsonov back in net for Toronto. That can't be shocking because he was just terrific. Thursday night in the win against the Jets. Uh, I think it was one of his best games of the season. So you know, this is one of those games where I'm not a big puck line player, puck line better. Um, but this might be one I consider a minus one and a half here. It's minus 130. It's not like it's great value, um, but it's probably as good as you'll find here in this kind of game because you're just uh, not getting, obviously, Toronto at a bargain. But uh, maybe a small bet on the puck line here on Toronto because I just feel Montreal without coffee. You're taking... How many goals out of your lineup for a team that has really relied on him and counted upon him offensively? The 26 goals uh, out of your lineup. And keep in mind, Montreal on the season is only 29th in the NHL in goals per game. 2.6 goals per game. So they haven't scored much. Caulfield has scored the lion's share of these goals. And now you don't have him. So there is a real concern. Where is the offense going to come from? Who is going to step up for this team? Uh, I think Josh Anderson's one of the top candidates. If you're going to look for a prop for Montreal, maybe him to to pick up some of the slack. And this might be a spot to do it because he actually does seem to always make an impact and score against Toronto, believe it or not. He's done well head-to-head against the Leafs. So maybe a, a Josh Anderson prop for the Canadians to find the back of the net. But other than that, I think this is a game Toronto. I don't think Toronto, for some reason, I just get that sense that if you put on my Dr. Fraser crane hat, psychiatrist Toronto's not going to overlook Montreal tonight uh especially knowing they lost on opening night to them so yeah if I were to bet something here it'd be minus one and a half minus 130 with Leafs puck line uh what do you think here Kevin Leafs and Habs yeah I'm kind of thinking a a couple of different things one is my thought before the Caulfield injury uh Mike Hoffman I jumped on this last game uh the under 1.5 shots was was paying 150 uh, plus 150 and six of his last eight, he's been under that. Uh, he p- plays decent amount of power play, but other than that, doesn't really play a ton um, and just has not been in opportunities where he's shooting the puck much at all the last, uh, you know, the last last eight, nine games. Um, and that was one I was really excited about the play tonight. Now with this Caulfield injury, I think it's one I'm going to just pump the brakes on, kind of sit, wait, see, see what happens. Um, however, on that injury, that's, that has shifted my, my gears over to Josh Anderson. Um, his line is also loss of 1.5. Um, now, now the, the rate, the go over that is always minus minus 182. So it's not that great of a payoff, but uh, you know, his line line placement is definitely going to bump up here. And I feel like that is, that is something you will hit. Um, However, the one I think I want to go after is we were talking about that uh, the Canadians, how, how many shots they're giving up. And right now the team total for the Leafs is at 33.5 on the over-under. 
Um, so the over is paying minus 112. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you had it, how many games in a row that was, but I finally jumped on it the other day against, against Winnipeg and, and Winnipeg didn't hit it. Um, and then, so the next game I didn't play it. And then again, it went over with, with Florida. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's one, I think I'm going to, I'm going to jump on here for a bit and ride it out and, uh, see if that, that trend continues, uh, especially not, not having coffee either. It doesn't help, doesn't help the cause. But uh, that's that's when I'm going to jump on it and ride out for a bit and, and see see what happens. So I'm going team total shots for the Leafs over 33.5. All right, there you go. And that's been, you know, it's not been a bad way to go with Montreal. They've been hemorrhaging. Well, they were hemorrhaging goals a ton since the Christmas break. It was a little bit better for them against the Rangers and the Jets. They had a couple better performances, but they're still giving up a shit ton of shots. You're right, 40, 39, 38, 42, 40. You know, in five of the last six games, whether it's Toronto shots over, some books don't do that, but they offer you goalie saves over. Whether it's so, it's either Toronto, you either bet Toronto shots on goal over or Montreal saves over for for Montembeau. It's basically the same bet. It's just a different way of going about it. Uh, but yeah, uh, until, until they, they prove differently for a bit here, I think uh, I think that's a good good way to kind of jump on that trend. Yeah, the difference is, look. Uh, if Montembeau gives up nine goals tonight, you could lose the saves prop, uh, but the overshots for Toronto can cash. You know, if the goalie has a really bad night, if he's not making those saves at a, at a high rate, it could be a lot of shots for Toronto, but he's just given up too much that his saves number goes under. I have seen that once in a while. So it's not automatic that Toronto overshots on goal will win. It means Montembeau over saves will win. More often than not, they'll both cash. No question, but there are those rare instances where the goalie's just fucking uh, shit in the bed, Kevin, uh, big time. Yeah. And and See sometimes the saves prop won't go out over, but even the shots prop over for the opposing team does. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's one you pointed out last week, though. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's so that's when I'm going to jump on that, that train. So, yeah, definitely. I think that's a good bet, though, the shots on. And it's another way to bet Toronto. Like without actually laying minus three fifty on the talk about different ways to you know bet a team when you're talking about a minus three fifty favorite because there's not great value on the reg line there's not great value even on the puck line because it's minus one thirty there's not great value on the team total because three and a half is like minus one eighty if you're going to play team total over for the Leafs so yeah. over shots on goal for Toronto or Montembeau over saves is a great way to it's basically a bet on Toronto. Uh, and they don't even have to win the game, and they don't even have to score. <laughs> you know, yeah, it could be yeah. one of those nights where, you know, Montembeau is just, you know, and he did play well in a couple games before the Florida game, and it's just another way of, yeah, we can bet on Toronto without betting them to win the game, without asking them to score goals. That's the beauty of those props with the shots on goal for the team. Yeah, I think against uh, against Florida there, the, the over-under of the shots, shots was, was a little higher. It was like 30, 35 and a half, uh, so I, it kind of scared me off, and of course, it flew. It flew over. Um, I think Florida had around around forty that night. But uh, yeah, this is a little bit of lower number, thirty three and a half. And uh, yeah, so this is one I'm comfortable jumping back on. I told uh, Kevin already because we text back and forth usually throughout the week. Is that I'm not scared to bet opinions of even though like if I handicap a sport, but there's someone else, and it's not like oh I handicapped this sport. I couldn't give care less what you're betting. And I'm ignoring it, and I want—I don't want to know about it. I'm not going to bet anything that you recommend. No, actually, there's other people that in the sports I handicap. If they're good in a certain area, 
and they've got good opinions and it makes sense to me, they'll say something, oh, I'm on this, and I'll bet it. And I've done that with a couple, a lot of your props so far, Kevin, and I feel this way about this one now with the Leafs shots on goal. I think it's a really good look. It's a, it's a savvy look here in this game for the Leafs in a way that you can see them pushing the play, carrying the play, and they don't even have to find the back of the net with this. So I think it's a good look with the Leafs. I think there's something we mentioned too that it's not – it's not something we often look at is, yeah. is the team team totals on shots. So uh, yeah, I think there's there's definitely value there when you can find it. But uh, it, it's kind of an area that we haven't explored a ton so far. So, um, but that's probably the reason I'm on it, just to you know see it more, pay attention to it more, and uh, you know be, be focused a little more on it. Yeah, especially in the again involving these teams that are just massive favorites. You got to find other ways to go about it. You know, and uh, that's definitely a good way to uh, consider going about it is the shots on goal. All right, San Jose Columbus. We've got San Jose minus 140 uh, road favorites here. Six and a half being the uh, total in this game. Uh, the uh, Jackets, of course, played the uh, Flyers. Uh, uh, no, it was Anaheim. Sorry, it was Anaheim in their last game Columbus played. I talked going into that game. You get these just bad teams and they go head to head. You know, two of the worst teams in the NHL. I honestly think in these games they'd both say, you know, fuck playing any sort of defense you know i i really believe that and i think a lot of these times where you get you know these bottom feeder teams squaring off head to head you just get pond hockey and we saw that with columbus anaheim columbus actually has a three nothing lead in that game and they could not hold it down at anaheim with five unanswered goals and they end up winning five three in that one uh we'll see if uh, columbus has a bounce back in them here uh jonas corpusalo who I guess you could say he's been better than Merzlikens. That's not saying much, but he has been uh, better than uh, his counterpart for uh, the uh, Jackets. Although, that being said, he's coming back after missing the last three games due to personal matters. He's away from the team family situation unfolding. He still doesn't have great numbers, even though he's been better than Cor uh, than Merzlikens. Corpusalo still 3.28 goals against average, 908 save percentage, which, again, still below average. Uh, San Jose comes into this game. We'll see who's in net for them. Reimer projected, but hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, San Jose, four straight games of theirs have gone over the total, 4-3-7-1, 4-3-5-3. Columbus, of course, uh, coming off the 5-3 uh, game against uh, Anaheim. Remember, low-scoring games with Nashville and the Rangers, but again, then they played a weaker team. Detroit game goes over the total. Uh, there has been uh, many instances of this where weaker competition, uh, Columbus does is able to score, and we see more goals. That's what I'm targeting here more than uh, a side. It's just both teams to uh, have their share of success offensively in this game. So I like over six and a half. I think it's not a bad prop game. Kirill Marchenko is up with Jenner and Goudreau. This has been a revolving door on that right wing side on the top line for Columbus. When Lion A hasn't been uh, there, uh, or actually he's healthy, he's on the ice, but they bumped him down to the second line. But when Lion A's not in that spot, They've had a revolving door. They've had Marchenko there. They've had Emil Bemstrom there in that spot. They put Nyquist there, Kent Johnson. I mean, Brad Larson's been mixing and matching in that right-wing top-line spot with uh, Jenner and Goudreau, and now it's Marchenko's turn. So Marchenko's probably the undervalued commodity right now for the uh, Jackets, uh, someone that actually has kind of cooled off, but they put him now back on the top line and uh, an opportunity, I think, to make an impact. So Kirill Marchenko definitely, I think, undervalued if you're looking at props involving the uh, Jackets uh, here in this uh, game. Uh, Jack Roslovic, who has been a streaky player for this team, uh, might be on the other, the good side of the streak right now. He's on a four-game consecutive point streak with five points in those games. So 
might be another uh, person to consider here if you're going to take props involving Columbus. And in a game where I think it'll be high event and a lot of goals, it's probably a good game for some props. On the San Jose side, Mikey Esimont has moved up to the uh, top line. Uh, Barabanov uh, as well, I think a little undervalued. And by the way, Esimont's had two points since joining the uh, top line for San Jose. And all of a sudden, from the uh, third line in recent games, we've really seen Nick Benino's offense flourish for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He has five points in the last five games, three goals during that span. So if you really want to get creative and look for a bargain bin option, Nick Benino down on the third line, even though he's down in that group for San Jose, he has been uh, chipping in offensively uh, for them lately as well. So, And he does get power play time on the second unit. So uh, he's a bargain bin option as well. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? San Jose, Columbus. Yeah, for me, uh, I'm pretty much staying away from the props, what, what I had on my end. Um, however, if we are looking at bargain bin, uh, Adam Boquist, um, if you do find him for for a point prop or any time assist prop, um, if it's a good price, that could be one to play. Um, doesn't play a ton, but does play that, that. He's playing that top power play right now. Um he only has six points on the season. He's only played 15 games, but six of those points are in the last 10 games, the last nine games. Um, so he's starting to throw up uh, some of those assists here uh, in that lineup. And, and last year he went on a bit of a run too. So um, he just got hot and just started started posting posting points, even though he's he's usually playing under uh, under 20 a night. But uh, he, he just find finds a way. He has that that offensive eye. Um, so if that is available, that's that's one I'd look at. Um, I didn't have that one available to me on a bar school, uh, but I'm I'm the same boat. I'm looking at two two not good teams who are not playing well and are involved in a lot of high high octane uh, offensive games. A lot of goals going in. A lot of a lot of goals are not able to keep out of their net. So um, not being too complicated here. I'm going. I'm sticking on that over six point five uh, on the game as well. Uh, and that's, yeah, just just room for a lot of goals. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that too. Pond hockey and uh, I'm, I'm jumping on the boat as well. Yeah, it just seems, uh, yeah, again, we've seen, uh, watched a lot of hockey, uh, both of us. I know I can tell you right now, um, you know, when it comes to uh, 30 years now, I've been watching it. And uh, boy, oh boy, um, definitely uh, I've seen bad team versus bad team. We've seen just, you know, nobody's blocking a shot when you're, 30 points out of the playoffs. I mean, that's the thing too. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Who's blocking a shot when you're not even close to sniffing a playoff spot? You know, it's not like you're going to go above and beyond to really get in front of a 90 mile an hour slapper from the point. It's just not going to happen uh, when you're a team that's got really uh, no shot to make the postseason. So that plays a part in why defense kind of wanes in games like this with two, you know, class D, if you will. Uh, teams going head to head. All right, Philadelphia, Detroit, uh, Detroit minus 140 home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, Red Wings, man, what an upset they pulled against Vegas the other night. Uh, it speaks volumes about where the Golden Knights are at this point, but give Detroit credit. A great performance on the road to wrap up that trip in Vegas. They win 3 2 over the Golden Knights. Now they return home uh, to Detroit, Motor City. Uh, tough spot again when you're always coming off a road trip like that. And they played a lot of games in a short period of time. That team played four games in six nights on that trip, uh, which isn't easy. Uh, and uh, now they come home after that as well. So, or three games in four, I should say, uh, on that road trip. And now they're back home. This will be fourth and six with all that travel Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, back home now to Detroit. 
not an optimal spot to lay minus 140 uh, necessarily here with the Detroit Red Wings. I do lean a little to Philly uh, actually here at plus 120 as an, as an underdog in this game. I think it's not a bad situation for them. They're off a loss at home to Chicago, uh, four to one. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, bounce back here. The road record is uh, nine and uh, 15, which isn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you look at this matchup here, Philly certainly uh, coming here with an easier sc scheduling situation compared to the uh, Detroit Red Wings that should help them out. They've also played four and six, but again, they were basically at home for two of those games. The travel much lighter for them. Uh, that's something to factor in. Uh, the Red Wings, you know, on home ice for the most part this year, this has been a team that had been playing really well uh, here at home. A little more hit or miss for them lately here uh, on home ice. We'll see uh, how they fare in this one. In terms of the goaltending matchup, uh, no confirmation yet, just projections that it'll be Carter Hart for Philly and Billy Huso uh, in net for the Detroit Red Wings. I don't know fully if it's going to be Carter Hart tonight. I've got that sense, especially because we saw Hart, and it's not like we're, we're blaming him for the 4-1 uh, loss against Chicago. Not all his fault, uh, obviously, but you know he's been more up and down lately, and every time they put the young kid, Samuel Erson, uh, in net, he's been really good. I, like uh, like really good for the Philadelphia Flyers. And I've got a sneaking suspicion Torts is going to go to Erson tonight. And again, just, just that's just a gut feel. I have no knowledge of that. Uh, but definitely I think it's uh, possible here uh, going into uh, this game. Oh, no. Scratch that. Scratch that. Erson actually was sent down. So never mind that. Uh, Samuel Erson was sent down uh, to the uh, minors here for uh, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So. I guess they feel they don't want to rush him yet. They've seen him, they've seen a, a good amount of you know body of work from him up here the last couple of weeks. Hey, he was very good, but they still say, hey, get a little more seasoning in the AHL. So there goes those plans. So it'll be either Carter Hart or Sandstrom. Sandstrom now back in the uh, number two goalie spot, but probably going to be Hart now that they sent down uh, Samuel Erson again to the minors. So that, that changes things a little bit for me. I still lean Flyers just based on the spot. I think this is tricky for Detroit. Ending a long road trip there. A great win against Vegas. Coming back home. Short turnaround. Laying a buck 40. It's not a great price either. So I still lean Philly in this game plus the dollar twenty. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Kevin? Flyers and Red Wings. Yeah, you know, I like that play from you. Um, for me, I think it's kind of a 50-50 game. Like the, the Wings are coming off that good win. They're at home. Uh, Philly's coming off the loss, but they've been the better team the last, you know, the last last stretch here, last stretch of ten. Um, so playing that price, the, the plus money, I think, uh, I think that's the way to go. Um, I was also looking at the over six as well. Um, same, same kind of system with the, the Sharks and Jacks, just just not two, two of the better teams in the league, and uh, those, those those games can quickly kind of get away and the defense can be thrown out the window pretty quickly. So um, I, I like those two, the over six and uh, and the plus 120 on, on Philly, Philly with the win there. Um, props, I went I went through this and this was one of the few games where I was staying away on props, just didn't didn't find the value there. Um, so again, just, but I, I like that play from you on with Philly on uh, the win with the plus with the plus money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still think in terms of the situationals here, Philadelphia is not a bad way to go here uh, in this one at plus 120, especially because they played pretty well. I mean, you throw out the Boston, you know, shutout loss to the mighty Bruins, which is no shame in that. Uh, and then Chicago, where, to be quite honest, uh, John Tortorella said, hey, it's just one of those games where flat, you know, didn't have it. 
You know, it's not that it's just didn't have it. You're going to have games in an 82 game season. Every team has a game like that where they're just flat. They don't have it. I think probably a little kick in the pants based on those uh, comments from Torts for to his team. So say, hey, don't be flat next time out. So I'd expect better from the Flyers here. So definitely leaning hard in that direction with them plus 120 uh, in this one. All right, Winnipeg, Ottawa. Uh, the Jets minus 135 road favorites, six the total in this game. I think this is a brilliant setup for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they've now lost two in a row against the Habs and the Leafs on this road trip. Uh, they obviously want to turn things around. They catch Ottawa. Coming back home after playing in Pittsburgh last night, losing 5-2, or sorry, 4-1 rather, to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Ottawa didn't play that bad. They ran into Tristan Jari, obviously not a, not a smidget of rust on Tristan Jari after missing some time due to injury. That was a terrific performance from him. That's about as good as I've seen out of Tristan Jari. Uh, he was very strong in net for the uh, Penguins last night uh, in that 4-1 win against the Senators. Again, Senators played well enough to win, but... You know, they couldn't overcome the mistakes with the puck. They couldn't overcome the turnovers. And again, Cam Talbot gave up a goal or two that you'd like to see him stop. And that's become a recurring theme for him uh, in net lately for the uh, uh, Ottawa Senators. Keep in mind here, too, in this uh, game uh, between these two teams, you know, you would think you're going to see Forsberg. I know Forsberg's had a combination of injuries and being under the weather the last week or two. And it's kind of why Talbot said to go in repeatedly. But it sounds like Forsberg is going to be available for the Senators and potentially starting, but hasn't been confirmed yet. But if he's available at all to start, I would think we see Forsberg in net for the uh, Ottawa Senators in this game. Connor Hellebuck back in net. Look, it's been a little bit of a, not the best two games in a row for Hellebuck, but a problem, uh, a product of that, I think, was really, you know, team in front of them made some mistakes with the puck. If you look at the Toronto game, you know, Mark Scheifele gets turned around inside out by Austin Matthews on the first goal of the game. Just a couple of misplays with the puck, mishandling, uh, leaving guys wide open, left Matthews wide open in the slot, just a defensive no-no that the Jets have not been making these kind of mistakes uh, very often. But in the last couple of games, some defensive breakdowns have crept into their game, and I'm sure it doesn't make Rick Bonus happy. This team has been a much improved defensive team for much of the season. We've just not seen them at their absolute best at that end of the ice here the last two. This is a chance for them, I think, to get back on track here against Ottawa, who, you know, they beat Pittsburgh in overtime in their last home game. But still, this is a team that's just two and five in their last seven games, which isn't great. Uh, Winnipeg's won each of the last two meetings against the Ottawa Senators last year here in Ottawa. Winnipeg beat them by a score of uh, four to three uh, in that game. Uh, I like the Jets here, and the price isn't bad. You know, minus 135 with Winnipeg here, moderate road favorite price. Uh, when they've got a rest advantage, you should get focus. You should get this team, you know, not taking Ottawa lightly after two consecutive losses. If I'm not mistaken either, Kevin, Winnipeg has not lost three in a row uh, this season. If uh, Once they did, actually, but that's it. And they lost three in a row way back in uh, early, uh, late December against Boston, Washington, and Minnesota. And keep in mind, those were all three pretty good hockey teams. That's the only time they've dropped three consecutive games uh, this year. I think it's definitely a good spot for the Jets. I'll be on Winnipeg here at minus 135. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Jets, Senators? Yeah, I was going through props, and we got – with Ottawa, I want to I wait a little bit to see how Josh Norris kind of integrates into that lineup, um, see, see what a difference he makes in, in that lineup change. Um, so I was, I was kind of staying away from Ottawa as far as props. Um, Ehlers, Ehlers has been pretty hot here since he came back. He's been back in the lineup. He has 10 points in eight games since returning. Um, 
him for him to score one point is uh, minus one seventy five. So you have to pay a bit of money, but he's been uh, pretty automatic since he's been back in the lineup. So um, this one, nothing, nothing special. I'm probably going to take the easy one just to try and post some money on the board, and I'll take Ehlers for one point uh, minus one seventy five. Yeah, the Jets. The Jets. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, they've, they've been hot, but they've kind of they struggle. Like they've lost the you know the Habs Habs lately. Um, so you'd love to see them get back at it here, but uh, also also interested to see what what how the centers are gonna are gonna go with Norris in the lineup and, and see how that that offense comes along. So uh, as far as like a wins loss for me, I was kind of staying away from it. Um, and then the, like the props totally just want to stay stay away from the centers until I see. That's one I'm going to be interested in probably in a handful of games, you know, see how things shake out. And then you could find some situations where um, guys are seeing under deployment now or, or in a better situation with, with Norris. So um, that's, that's kind of on my watch radar right now, but just taking the, the easy way out on this one, but either is uh, for, for a point. Here's my thoughts on Josh Norris, who we know was a big injury when it happened. We said massive loss for the Ottawa senators. They've now had him back for two games since returning from injury. He's going to need, it looks like, a little bit of time to get ramp up to game speed. That's what it looks like to me uh, here in these first two games against Pittsburgh uh, that he's played. So uh, I'd, I'd, I'd pump the brakes on props for him until you see him, you know, find that next level, that next stride. Because, you know, he hasn't been as, I, I, you know what he's done a lot? He's fumbled the puck a lot. You know, when the puck's been on his stick, he hasn't made that crisp tape-to-tape pass. He's been a little tentative with his decision-making. Then he turns it over or a player checks him and then it goes the other way. That's where he's at right now, Josh Norris. He's like a little in between. Decision making's a little off. Timing is a little bit off. That's not to be uh, unexpected, right? When you've been off for that level of time, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no question about it. So, just might take him a little bit of time to uh, get himself fully back in form uh, for this uh, Ottawa team. Still going to get opportunity, of course. I mean, he's with Giroux and Debrinket. You know, and he's going to get it going at some point. I think if you're going to look at Ottawa props, I mean, Stutzla, Batherson, Kachuk has been a marvelous line. Throw in a little Pinto uh, on the third line. They've been uh, the guys that's been that have been carrying things for uh, the Winnipeg Jets. I still say Morgan Barron is undervalued. Still, he had a bunch of chances against Toronto and Montreal, and playing with Shifley and Ehlers, there's a good chance he's eventually going to get on the score sheet. So I still I still say stick with Morgan Barron here for. Winnipeg, as long as he's going to be up in the top six. Of course, it goes without saying Connor, Dubois, and Wheeler have just been magnificent. You talk about shots on goal. Dubois has been in a shots on goal magnet lately, uh, over, 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 over in a lot of games with his uh, shots on goal. So uh, keep that in mind. He's been obviously very good for the uh, Winnipeg Jets and impactful. And it goes without saying Kyle Connor's having a phenomenal year uh, for the Jets. And that's factoring in a slow start in October. And look how he's completely. Uh, turn things around since then. Uh, that's that's way back in distant memory status. Kyle Connor struggling at the uh, beginning of the season. All right, that is the first the one. Half. The one guy I'll throw I'll throw in that I did. Uh, I was looking at was Alex Debrincat. His his over under on shots is is three point five. It is it is paying plus one hundred five. Um, he has hit it, I believe, in six of the last seven. So he is he is peppering the puck. But he usually hits it just right on, so he's usually just right at four shots, which kind of, you know, he's been hitting it, but it, it kind of it kind of scares me that he hasn't been clipping over it uh, too high, and he's just been just been again right on the number. Um, so with the line the lineup change as well, um, I, I do kind of want to wait and see if that uh, if that changes a little bit. So that's that's one I want to sit on. But that did 
that did spark my interest to, to take a good look at. Yeah, it's one of those where you could see it being right on the right on the line. You'll be at three shots in the third period with like five yeah. minutes to go, and you'll be just sitting on the edge of your seat. Is he going to get that fourth shot or not? God damn it! And yeah, those high those high numbers uh, always always kind of scare me. Even even if a guy is hitting it regularly, it's just it's such a high number to uh, you know anything can happen in that game where you're you're quickly under it. So yeah, no question. And uh, yeah, that one definitely uh, again. Could be uh, right around the number, uh, and basically that's been the uh, track record lately for Debrinket with the uh, shots on goal prop for him. All right, that's the first half of the Saturday card. We got the back half, seven down, seven to go uh, in terms of games on this Saturday slate. We'll break down the remaining seven games on the card right after. Uh, and by the way, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. We'll be back with the second half of the card right after we hear from Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys Show. Seven games left, half the card to go. Let's get right back into it. Carolina Hurricanes, New York Islanders. Hurricanes minus 180, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, I ain't going to overthink or overcomplicate it. I like the Canes in regulation here. Uh, we're going to get it back down to close to even money, uh, which is what you can get with the uh, price here with Canes in 60 minutes. Uh, again, I'm uh, just checking the updated numbers. Yeah, around minus 105, minus 110 for uh, Carolina in regulation. Uh, they're just the better team right now. Uh, the New York Islanders are on a bad run, one and seven in their last eight games, and the only victory was against the lowly Montreal Canadiens, two to one, uh, and barely squeaked by in that game as well against Montreal. It's the only victory in the last eight for this Islanders team. They lose in overtime to the Sabres, and overtime was flattering that that game went to OT because they got dominated by the Sabres, outplayed heavily. Sorokin kept them in the game. They lose 4-1 to the Bruins before that. Uh, Carolina got off the uh, or bounced back from the 4-3 uh, loss at home to the Vancouver Canucks uh, over the weekend. They had a lot of time off, a lot of rest from Sunday to Thursday, and they answered the bell with a 5-2 win against Minnesota uh, in their last game. Uh, very solid performance from the uh, Hurricanes, and now they uh, go on the road against an Islanders team. They've dominated. They've also won three straight here in Long Island. Uh, against this Islanders team. Sorokin once again confirmed in net. This team, by the way, missing a couple of key pieces. Fashing, the young kid was playing well. He's out. Kyle Palmieri on IR. Wallstrom on IR. Adam Pellick, maybe their best defenseman on IR. That hasn't helped. And unfortunately for Carolina, Max Pacioretty, we talked about this yesterday, torn Achilles, brutal. Just when he gets back, plays a few games, and he's hurt again. Uh, absolutely unfortunate uh, for Max Pacioretty. Uh, it looks like he isn't going to play again this season. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but very unlikely you're going to see him again. Probably see him in the in training camp for Carolina. First game, though, after his injury, I see everybody, and this happens a lot. You, you have that kind of devastating sight, and he's got to be helped off the ice. 
and you come back the next game and you, you're ready to play uh, if you're Carolina. And I think you see that from them. They're the better team. Minus 105 in regulation to me is a nice bargain uh, for them to get the job done here against the reeling New York Islanders. What do you think here, uh, Kevin, Hurricanes Islanders? Yeah, this this Islanders team cannot score goals right now. I know they uh, they actually broke our streak. We were running that uh, against against Montreal. We were always taking the uh, opposite team on the the over over three goals there, um, or over the three and a half, and that that kind of ruined the streak there. The Islanders, you know, for me, anyways. Um, so I wasn't wasn't too happy with them at that point. So I'm looking at a few a few things here where they're just struggling to score. Um, one, I am just looking at the Canes money line is, is, is minus 167. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the Islanders team under 2.5 goals. That's minus 127. Um, so to not complicate things, that, that would be the way to go. Uh, if I am getting the nitty gritty of the props, there's a couple I'm, I'm interested here. Anders Lee for no point is minus 136. He has two points in his last 10. Okay. The other guy here who was a bit of a surprise, who was on a tear to start the season is Barzell, um, both in the under shots. His, his line is set at 2.5. Um, you do have to pay a, a big price, minus 200. Um, but eight of his last 10, he has been under that number. So he's not, not firing the puck. So even though you got to pay that big price, uh, the, the value is there uh, if you play if you played in the long run. Um, and he also has no points in his last six. So... The one I'm really probably interested in out of all those is is Barzell, no point. Uh, that's that's paying you plus money, plus 108. And the way the Canes can can shut you down, the way the Islanders are just not creating offense at all, I think that's uh, that's the one I'm going to circle and, and jump on right there. Barzell for no point, plus, plus 108. I'll take the plus money. There you go. Plus money, Matt Barzell, no point. And uh, uh, and. I love it. It's refreshing in a world in every sport that we talk to people, right? Hockey, basketball, football, when it comes to player props, people want to bet touchdowns. People want to bet overs. People want to bet, you know, things to happen. And you're not scared to go under shots, under points, uh, no it's points. The, it's the, it's the NHL. Of. It's hard, yep. hard to score goals here. You know, it is exactly. Yep. And uh, that is a good, that, that is true. I mean, Barzell, the whole team's in a, in a slump scoring goals right now. And, but Barzell is always one of the more prominent forwards for this team that you're actually getting a better price on him than some others to uh not find the uh find a point in this game uh not get yeah, on the stretch. guys the guys around him are not are not helping him right now um and if they were playing a weaker team i i would i would stay away from it looking for him to bounce back but uh you know playing one of the best teams in, in the league i'm i'm uh, pretty comfortable playing uh and going for that plus money on him yeah yeah definitely uh definitely something to uh, keep in mind there uh but uh yeah I like that look. I, I'm going to bet that. I like that, Barzell. The reasoning makes sense. The price is excellent. Can't deny the value. The value is excellent on that. No question about that. So of all the props you've mentioned so far, that's I like the Toronto shots on goal, and that's the other one that I like. That, that Barzell one, really good. It's a good find by our guy, Kevin Beach, the prop king uh, of the Ice Guys show and the Ice Guys fam, if you will. Uh, by the way, Kevin, I want to mention, and I want to mention everyone, we've got our Ice Guys live betcast Tuesday night. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you want to drop in, Kevin, for even for just a few minutes, you're more than welcome to. Okay, awesome. I'll uh, check the old schedule and uh, let you know if I can jump on that. Yeah, exactly. It's just live betting. Thanks for the invite. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's an invite for everyone that's watching and listening too. Uh, we've already had people contact me, DM and say, send me the link. I want to show up on the stream on the BetCast, which is great. It's just live betting commentary. We're watching the games. We're placing live bets as we're watching the games unfold. We got our, our booze with us, whatever drink we want. Uh, it's like a beer and it's like a bar and a pub atmosphere, Kevin, essentially just hanging, watching the games. It's Alex and I, the hosts of the show, it's uh, many of our viewers and listeners joining us on the stream, and we're just shooting the shit, watching the games, and trying to make some money with live bets. Pretty much awesome. Sounds, sounds like a great time. Yeah. yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I get a couple brown pops in me, and it becomes an even better time uh, on the uh, show. Uh, no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Tuesday night, January 24th, 7 p.m. Eastern, Ice Guys Live BetCast, our first BetCast of the new year. And then after the Super Bowl, Kevin, we'll be doing these weekly probably on Tuesday nights once football season ends. So Tuesday night is likely going to be the night uh, that we'll be doing the Ice Guys Live a BetCast throughout the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs as well. We'll be doing a bunch of Stanley Cup playoff uh, BetCasts as well. So looking forward to those. All right. Uh, Arizona-Dallas is not the next game. This is the next game. L.A. and Nashville. Nashville minus 120. Uh, home favorites, uh, six the total in this one. Uh, Predators, very disappointing uh, the other night. I'm sure the locals are grumbling here. Uh, Kevin, with that performance against a depleted St. Louis Blues team the other night, that was very disappointing out of Nashville. Uh, they lose a uh, 5-2 to the uh, Blues. Good news is I split with that game. I did have the over. Uh, I thought Nashville would do most of the scoring, but it was St. Louis with the uh, 5-2 win. Uh, just very sloppy they were. Uh, maybe UC Soros wasn't at his absolute best, but there's a lot more fault to go around. Just the entire team didn't play really that great of a hockey game. We'll see if Nashville is able to bounce back here against the uh, LA Kings, who are off two straight home losses to New Jersey and Dallas. You know, a team that have been playing really well, and they kind of hit the skids at the end of that homestand, losing to uh, the Devils and the Stars. Uh, Todd McClellan kind of saying, though, look, we've been at home for a little bit. We're kind of excited to get back on the road. Uh, and uh, the road record is right at 500, by the way, for uh, the L.A. Kings uh, this season. We'll see how they fare here. Starting a road trip, that's usually kind of a bet on spot. Now, they do play in Chicago tomorrow night, so this is the front end uh, of a back-to-back -back situation. We'll see who's in net for this game. You would think with this being the tougher of the opponents uh, here uh, with uh, Nashville compared to Chicago, you'll see Phoenix Copley tonight. Maybe you'll see... Um, Jonathan Quick tomorrow night in the game against uh, Chicago. But it is worth noting uh, they've also uh, been without uh, Velarde uh, the last game against Dallas. Uh, he was a late scratch. We'll see if he's available here tonight for the uh, Kings. But obviously he's had a breakout season for L.A., no question. Uh, no confirmations again in net for these two teams. Uh, you've got uh, L.A., by the way, has beaten Nashville uh, each of the last two head-to-head -head meetings, uh, including uh, earlier this year, actually, back in October in Nashville, uh, the Kings were victorious by a score of 4-3 to three, uh, over the uh, Predators. We'll see if they can carry over that success here to this game. Three straight overs, believe it or not, head-to-head -head with the uh, Kings and the Predators as well. I'm waiting to see who's in net. Copley is kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. I'm not saying he's fallen off, but he's definitely, you know, it's been a great, great stretch of games for him. He's done way more and accomplished way more success than anybody would have thought uh, since becoming a regular uh, starter here for the Kings. But you're starting to see him start to give up more goals. And that's probably a product of, and you're a goalie, Kevin, speak to this. I mean, doesn't a goalie that when he's first at the NHL, or not at the NHL level, he'd been there before, but with the new team and the LA Kings in this case, and you start to get accumulate more starts, and more games, and doesn't the opponent now have a better idea where to attack, 
weaknesses, tendencies of a goaltender, and a better idea of a scouting report essentially on you. And maybe we're seeing that a bit with Copley now, where teams are just starting to figure out some holes in his game now that we've seen him for a bunch of games at the at this level now. Yeah, it could be that. It can also be that there's there's that kind of adrenaline factor where, you know, when you're first in an uncomfortable situation or, you know, something you're not used to or a, a level that's higher than you're used to, a lot of times you're just playing off adrenaline. Yep. And off the start that can that can rise you to, you know, a higher, higher level that you're used to. Uh, but that's not, it's not sustainable. So, um, you know, once, once that comes back down, um, sometimes too, you can, you can kind of get back to the level of the goalie that you are um, not saying he's not going to, not going to fight through this, but uh, you know, it, it can be a bit of, you know, teams, teams start to read you, but also there is that adrenaline factor off, off the bat that sometimes you can ride, ride that wave uh, as far as you can. But uh yeah, he's he's kind of uh, come come down a little bit here, and uh, they're they're going to need him to find it again because uh, quick quick has not been the answer for them this season. So uh, they they need him to uh, to to find that game and and, and try and get it back as, as best as he can. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what do you like uh, right now? I should say I lean Kings. I lean over. Just leans right now. I'm waiting to see who's in net, but uh, I can't argue with the series history. It's been overs with these two teams, believe it or not, head to head. Kings end up predators, and I could see that here in this one. And again, I lean to LA. I still think LA is a better hockey team than Nashville. I do. I think Nashville had a nice little run there, that road trip. Keep in mind, we said this about those wins on that road trip, the Carolina game. More than one game on that road trip, it was the UC Soros show. That's why they won. They got outplayed, they got outshot. Don't be. Don't lull yourself into a false sense of security thinking, oh, Nashville won those games. They're playing right great. They're picking their game up. No, the goalie just stood on his head, you know, in a couple of those games. So keep that in mind. I would only look L.A. here in this game personally, but I'm waiting to see who's in net. Uh, what do you think here uh, in this one, um, Kevin, Kings and Predators? Yeah, that's that's the thing that worries me is that, uh, you know, with going with the Kings, if they if, if they don't have the goaltending right now, if they don't have a guy who's playing well, um, when you got UC Saros at the other end, like that's a guy who – routinely steals games um so if that's if that's a tight matchup um you know if you don't have a guy playing well on the other end right now that, that's a guy who can steal games and that that kind of scares me away from taking la um I'm, I'm looking at just just props on this one uh one now that i, I pulled back on this was one i was regularly hitting was nino niederreiter on the over um pretty well every game there for about two weeks he was on the over his last two games all of a sudden he just just fell off a cliff here. He has zero shots in his last two games. And as we mentioned, like when you're on a trend, okay, you don't hit it one game, you you go right back to it. But once it's two games in a row, that's when you kind of pump the brakes and kind of reevaluate what's what's going to happen there. Um, I know their their lineup, like they're still kind of taking around. Uh, Parsonen now has been dropped off that top line. As far as what I see, I got him on the third line. Um, he's still listed on the top top power play unit, uh, but it just looks like they're kind of kind of tinkering around still there. Uh, so I'm going to kind of wait and see on, on Nita Ryder to see what he does here the next week, but I'm going to pump the brakes on him, not touch him. Uh, the one I'm looking at, though, is is Matt Duchesne. His line is 2.5. Uh, it's not the best payout. Minus 155 is is what you got to pay to get it, but eight of the last 10 he's been under. Um, so he just has not, not been shooting the puck much at all. Um, and that's the one I'm going to jump on is Matt Duchesne under 2.5 shots. 
There you go. Matt Duchesne under shots on goal for Kevin with the uh, Predators here uh, in this uh, game against the uh, LA Kings. So again, waiting for a bunch of things. As far as the uh, prop market goes uh, in this one, uh, by the way, Kopitar was on a six-game point streak, came to an end. Uh, Kempe has really uh, been someone picking up the slack for uh, LA. And as far as the Nashville props go, Parsonen, Novak, Cody Glass continues to be, I think, worth a look as long as he remains up on that top line center spot. I've mentioned those players for Nashville. So if you're looking for props, those players I mentioned, worth a look. Arizona, Dallas next up. Dallas minus 350, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. A very impressive shutout against the aforementioned LA Kings for the uh, Dallas Stars to end that road trip. Now they are back home facing the uh, Arizona Coyotes, who uh, are just the one win in their last 10 games. They got blanked by Washington uh, in their last game by a score of uh, four to one or four nothing I should say they got blanked by Washington uh, looking to bounce back after a, a shutout loss uh, against Dallas Dallas of course back home after uh, being out uh, west for three games Vegas San Jose and LA uh, looking to uh, keep it rolling here as far as this head-to-head -head series I mean Dallas did pummel Arizona when they played them back in November seven to two uh, in Arizona, it was all Dallas uh, in that game. And we saw 4-3 for uh, Arizona beating Dallas in Dallas at the end of last season. And then Arizona won at home. So Arizona, two of the last three have played the uh, Dallas Stars pretty tough. I'm going back and I'm looking to see what the uh, long-term numbers are for Arizona. Obviously, when they uh, get held down uh, and uh, they don't score in the previous game, I'm just looking for what their recent bounce-back type of track record uh, has been. Uh, yeah, 23 and 50 after scoring two goals or less uh, in their previous game. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, and, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, yeah, there's some trends here that point out that, yeah, Arizona has been tough in terms of bouncing back when they've been held down uh, offensively. Again, only 28th in the league uh, offensively. And on the road, we know Arizona's had their issues. They're only six and uh, 22. Uh, road record this year, uh, the Arizona Coyotes coming into uh, this game. And if you look at the uh, recent uh, road games that they have played in Chicago, in Philly, in Florida, in Tampa, in Minnesota, and in Winnipeg, uh, it's been rough. Uh, no question about that. 0-7 in their last seven road games here uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. This should be Dallas winning this game. It's just how do you want to go about it? I think what I'm going to end up doing here in this game is a split between over and three and a half team total on Dallas. Dallas is minus 160. So it's not exactly a great, great number or price by any stretch of the imagination. But if you actually look at uh, what Arizona gave up away from home and uh, the, the long trip they made out east, they gave up six to Philly, five to Florida. They had some rough uh, defensive efforts. Uh, let's see who's in net for them. It looks like it's Connor Ingram tonight for the uh, Coyotes, who was marvelous against Detroit, and they won that game 4-3. He faced 40 shots, but Connor Ingram is just one of those goalies that I don't trust a great performance to be followed up with another great performance. The numbers still for him on the year are 3.67 with his goals against an 892 for his save percentage. So with that in mind, that's why I'm looking at maybe a Dallas team total over and a full game over split in this one. Even with Ottinger in net, who's actually not been, he really has not found it since coming back from that injury, you know, consistently. I mean, I mean, he's had some good performances, but he's also had, you know, games like the San Jose game, they lose five, three gives up four goals. So, you know, he's still trying to find it game in and game out. You know, his A game, I don't think he's quite there yet. 
So don't put it past Arizona, especially off a shutout loss to find the back of the net. So I'll probably go between uh, Dallas team total over three and a half, about minus 155 or so, and maybe a smaller bet over six as well. Uh, and keep in mind, two meetings in a row with these teams have gone over the total. What do you think here in this one, Kevin, Arizona and Dallas? Yeah, my my theory is actually that Arizona's having a hard time finding the back of the net right now in general. A um, couple guys I'm looking at, Shane Gossespierre, he has not been putting points on the board basically since since Chickren joined the lineup. Um, even though he's still, you know, they're playing the power play together, uh, that first power play together. Um, and he still plays a ton, but he only has one game in the last 10 where he's actually put up any points. Um, that's that's paying minus 167 for no point on him. Um, so that one definitely sparks my interest, but he still plays a ton. Um, so the guy actually I might look at here again, another bit of a bold move. Bold move is, is Clayton Keller. Um, only in the last three of his last 10 games has he put up any points. So here's a guy who's having a great season. He was really cooled off. Um, and his, his no point value is plus 120. Uh, so with the whole team, again, just not not doing a lot of offense and that uh, that higher plus money price, I think that's the one I might I might take a stab at here. Um, and again, if, if you're playing a weak team, it's, it's something I'd probably stay away from. Uh, it's in a situation where, you know, Dallas that is a team that can, can shut down teams pretty quickly and, and limit them to, you know, one, two goals, uh, pretty regularly. So I think I'm looking at Caden Keller, no point, And that's uh plus money one, one twenty. All right, there we go. That's a couple. I like those prices on those players. Absolutely. Uh, so again, uh, good finds there with uh, some of these player props involving the Coyotes. All right, next up, we've got uh, Chicago and St. Louis. Uh, Blues minus 230 home favorites, uh, six the uh, total in this game. Uh, you got to give the Blues some level of credit for what we've seen out of them the last handful of games. I mean, we've talked about all the injuries uh, with Tory Krug on the blue line, a couple other blue liners, uh, O'Reilly and Tarasenko, and they've won two in a row against Nashville and Ottawa on home ice. We'll see if they carry that momentum forward here to tonight against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, who suddenly have gone five and one in their last six games. Uh, the Blackhawks coming off uh, a great performance against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers 4 one. It was actually one of Peter Morozik's better games uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Blackhawks it was very good uh, in that one. Uh, we'll see uh, how uh, Chicago fares here in this one. Here is a, a bit of a stunner, if you ask me. Uh, in terms of the goaltending situation for Chicago, undrafted free agent of Providence. He's played in 12 games in the AHL with Rockford this season. And here he is uh, about to make his uh, NHL debut tonight uh, in this game. Jackson Stauber uh, is going to be the starting goaltender here tonight for Chicago uh, in this game. So uh, interesting uh, developments here. I guess they want to rest Morozik. I don't see Morozik on the um, – injury list that's number one and number two we know alex Stalock is still uh, not available so at the end of the day uh, they decided you know we're going to give morozik a little rest here we're going to give jackson stauber the opportunity and by the way rob stauber is his dad uh, you'll remember of course uh, rob stauber uh from uh, back in, in the uh, day uh, of course uh goaltender himself minnesota golden gophers kings sabers a couple teams in the nhl uh, Rob Stoppers, his dad, uh, and now his son Jackson will make his uh, debut here with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Now his AHL numbers aren't great. You know, down there he's had a 3.06 goals against average, 896 
a save percentage. That doesn't exactly make you uh, utmost confidence in him, which is why I like the over in this game, honestly. Over 6 minus 120. I think you're going to see goals tonight. St. Louis has been able to score lately. Uh, they've put in, uh, you know, in the three of their last or two of their last five games, they've scored five and four. They got shut down by Calgary and by uh, Tampa Bay. But uh, they only scored two against Ottawa. But here tonight, I think they've got the opportunity here to find the back of the net. And they've done that repeatedly against Chicago. Four meetings where St. Louis has scored at least three goals in a row against Chicago. And they've scored a grand total of 17 goals in the last four games head-to-head against the Blackhawks. So I do like over six uh, with Stauber and net. We'll have to see who's in net for the Blues. We assume it'll be Jordan Bennington once again, who's actually in the last couple of starts played well against Nashville and Ottawa. Three goals allowed in those uh, two games uh, combined. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it going here against the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, but uh, I still like goals in this one. If Honestly, though, maybe do you take a shot? Do you roll the dice that this uh, uh, Chicago team just goes all out and plays their tails off tonight for this kid, uh, Jackson Stauber and Nett? Because I'll tell you this, I don't think it's the craziest idea to take a small flyer with Chicago. I mean, St. Louis, albeit the two wins in a row, this is still a depleted bunch. And it's still, to me, a massive risk to lay this kind of price with them. I mean, we're talking minus 250, minus 260 in some spots here with the Blues uh, as favorites. I don't mind taking a small shot with Chicago. And in fact, I might. Uh, what do you think here uh, in this one, uh, Kevin? Chicago, St. Louis. Yeah, uh, actually, Stauber, I'll be rooting for just kind of on a personal level. Personal level. Uh, we have had have same worked with the same trainer, so that's a guy I'll be rooting for. But uh as far as my my bets here, here's a guy. We'll start with this one. This this one scares me every time I do it. But Robert Thomas on the over 1.5 shots. Um, he's hit it in seven of his last ten. So the trend has been since since O'Reilly's been out, he has been getting a little more usage. Has been hitting it, but he just barely hits it. Every time he hits it, he just barely hits it. So it does uh, it does scare me to play that one. But it has been making me money, so I'm going to stick with it. So I have Robert Thomas over 1.5, and that's that's minus 112. Um, when I first jumped on, it was paying me plus money, which I was pretty happy about. But it's still still close to even, and and with the trend of him still still just barely getting the job done, I'm going to stay on it and uh, and stick with that and ride that out for now. The other one, this is one I tried to jump on uh, probably a couple months ago was was Max Domi on his over under with shots. Um, then he was, he was clipping over at a pretty, pretty good pace. And then as soon as I started playing it, he just stopped shooting the puck. So I kind of left it alone for a couple months. This is now I've come back to it. I've taken a look at it. Um, eight of the last 10, he's been over his, his line is only 1.5. Um, so it's, it's minus 155. So not unbelievable odds, but the, uh, the value is there when, when, and he's been, over it quite a bit like he's rarely been at three four shots a game so like i'm pretty comfortable in in getting back on this uh max domi train um as long as he's still playing with kane there and he's he's playing a ton as well so that's that's what i'm going to try and jump back on and hope uh hope it works better than the first time i tried it but uh eight of his last 10 he's, he's been over and he's he's been well over it so um i'm going max domi over 1.5 shots there you go and sometimes the one and a half shots to the over are great value because, you know, you maybe got someone that was going under a lot and that's why the totals on their shots has dropped to one and a half in the first place. And now you just get them on the uptick now 
and you get it before there's any sort of adjustment and bam, that's why you get involved with Max Domi over uh, that, that one and a half number. You're taking advantage of uh, him, you know, picking up in that regard now uh, as a result. So yeah, good find there as well. I mean, great finds with these props here throughout the uh, show here for our guy, uh, Kevin Beach. All right. Edmonton and Vancouver. Uh, is this the night that we say goodbye to Bruce Boudreau? I have a feeling that everyone seems to think this is going to be it for Bruce Boudreau. This very likely is his final game behind the bench as head coach of the Canucks. We've talked about Jimmy was livid about it. I've been livid about it, how they've handled this situation. They've handled it so badly, so poorly, so disrespectfully to Bruce Boudreau this whole time. Uh, and so unfortunate and credit to the Canuck fans last night for the, the gesture they made uh, Bruce. There it is chance showing their support for a good man who doesn't deserve to be treated like this, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, I, I'm just thankful that if this is the last game, you know, he finally gets to put this to bed and move on with his life because obviously it's been a tough few weeks, uh, even a month for him with all the rumblings uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, and what could be the last game for Bruce Boudreau behind the bench Oilers minus minus one ninety road favorites seven. The total we talked about this yesterday, Jimmy and I on the Friday show looking ahead to today a little bit. They finally pushed the total up to seven on a Vancouver game. Although last night, one of their games finally stayed under uh, against Colorado as they lose four one uh, in that one. Uh, obviously they still couldn't keep the puck out of the net, but you didn't get much uh, punch back offensively from Vancouver in that game. It's still very difficult for me, even at seven, to bet under with either of these teams, including Edmonton. You know, Edmonton is 5-0-1 to the over in their last six games. Uh, these games have been 6-3, 6-2, 7-1, 4-3, 5-2, So all of them at least seven goals for the um, uh, Edmonton Oilers in the last uh, three or in the last six games that they've played. So for me, it's still over or past. It's up to seven now, so I don't like it as much. I'm going to go with the Edmonton team total over because this team is, again, we talk about it. They're playing. They're some of their best hockey of the season. You do have to lay a little bit of a price here. Three and a half minus 165 or so. A little pricey. I get it with the uh, team total over, but I'm, I'm going to lay some juice. This is juice worth laying, I think, uh, over three and a half minus 165. Vancouver is almost assuredly uh, good to give up four goals to any opposition. Uh, that's pretty much been the way it's been uh, for several games now for Vancouver. Edmonton has got it going offensively in a massive way. The last five games during this win streak, they've scored six, seven, four, five, and five. So not a single game where they've been held to fewer than four goals. They've got Evander Kane back, and if anything, he's going to get even stronger and better because he's going to get his timing and his rhythm and his confidence back uh, as as he gets more games under his belt. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl have been excellent. Uh, Nugent Hopkins as well has had a big time bounce back season for the Oilers as well. Uh, it is, by the way, Skinner back in net uh, for the Oilers. His first start. This will be uh, since returning from his wife giving birth to their child. So uh, back uh, with the team and making his first start. The all star, I should say, uh, Stuart Skinner. Great to see, actually, because he was uh, excellent for a long period of time in the first half of the season for the Oilers. Uh, as of right now, the line combinations are interesting. Clem Costin, I'm going to come back to the well with him because he's been a, a noticeable impact. He's gotten scoring chances. But don't sleep on Derek Ryan, Ryan McLeod, Dylan Holloway for Edmonton. They're all slated as of right now to be on the top six forward group. Ryan and Holloway flanking McDavid on the top line. Uh, and McLeod with uh, and Dave, with Dreisaitl and Hyman 
uh, on the uh, second line is the way the lines look right now, potentially going into this game. So you've got great value and props with all three of those guys that have been promoted by Jay Woodcroft, Derek Ryan, Dylan Holloway, Ryan McLeod. Uh, and they have all, you know, started to make the most of their opportunities, especially Ryan McLeod. I think he's scored in a couple of games. Holloway's been a little bit better since he's been getting more ice time. He had two points against Seattle. He scored against Anaheim. Ryan McLeod has scored uh, three goals in the last four games, three points in the last four games. He's an excellent option value-wise to score a goal tonight for Edmonton. Clearly taking advantage of the opportunities being given to him. And he's plus uh, 390 in some spots to score a goal tonight for Edmonton. So great value on some of these Edmonton player props tonight in a game. We project them to have lots of success offensively as most teams do against Vancouver. So for me, it's team total over, maybe a small play on the over. I might even wait in game and get six and a half, five minutes into the game. If it's scoreless, the, the live total will drop to six and a half. And then I'll get involved with the over in terms of the full game. And like I said, it's a good prop game, especially on the Edmonton side. A lot of good value. Uh, Oilers in over five and a half combination. You could consider that as well at a plus price. Not bad. So a lot of different ways to go about this one. You know, part of me thinks Vancouver plays hard. Might be the final game for Bruce. It's it's not that they don't like the coach or they've tuned out the coach. They just suck. They just suck. They just stink. They're not good. You know, that's the issue with Vancouver. It's not anything to do. They, they'd love to win for Bruce. Everybody's saying to a man on this Canucks team, they like the guy. They're very sad this is happening to him. But they're just not good enough to save his job because they're not winning you know that's just the way it is and um i think they want to win for bruce they just can't they're incapable uh right now with the way they've played and spencer martin i think will be back in net for vancouver tonight after it was uh colin delia last night spencer martin has really struggled if you actually look at his last uh, several games uh, i think he's on a six game losing streak coming into tonight uh he is he's lost each of his last six starts and he's given up three five three five four and four in those games. So he's definitely had a tough run of it lately after a pretty good uh, performance level earlier in the season. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin Oilers and Canucks? Yeah. You know, I like, I like where you're going with the, the Oilers on the team total over. Um, that's one thing I was looking at. I just wasn't crazy about the, but the price, although I think, I think the juice is worth the squeeze there. So I think you're right. Um, I think I'm looking for, I don't use, I don't do this often, but I'm looking at first period fireworks here. Just, that there's so many different things going on. You got Skinner back in the lineup, finally getting back in his first game. Um, Vancouver, just so much going on with them. But, you know, are, are they going to have a, a bit of a, a punch out of the gate here just to try and show something? Um, so I could see them coming to the gate hard. But then again, it's also it's also back-to-back for them. And the oil are just playing so well that I could just see them rolling them just, just right from the first puck drop. So... I'm looking for goals in the first period here. I'm playing the over over two goals. Um, that's that's minus 103. I got it at that, and uh, I'm just looking for. I think in the the end of the game, I like your play. I think the Oil are gonna they're gonna score their goals throughout the game, uh, whether they get it done in the first or not. Um, so I, I like that play as well a lot. But uh, for me, for for price point, I'm gonna jump on that uh, first period over two and uh, and and try and see the puck hit the back of the net early early in the game. 
I think my colleague on this show, who will be on on a Saturday, one of these weeks when you're with us, Kevin, at some point, but uh, under the weather today, Alex, but this would break right under in his wheelhouse. He's been on a bunch. He's a first period over better. He really gets a lot of first period overs, and he's been on a lot of Vancouver first period overs, and this is probably on his, if he's making bets today, I don't know, because he's kind of, like I said, he's a little under the weather, but, you know, if he's making bets today, Alex B. Smith, he's definitely probably got this on his card. Uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, over two in the uh, first period here uh, in this game. And you like it as well, the uh, first period over. All right, massive day, massive show, an hour and a half. I usually don't like going lot longer than 90 minutes, but we've only got two games left. We'll hurry up, pick up the pace here. Washington, Vegas, uh, even money, minus 110, both sides, six the total uh, in this game. I'm on Washington here, minus 110. I mean, Vegas is now, Vegas has now gotten to a point where I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I mean, they're beaten up to shit. Mark Stone, uh, still injured, uh, day-to-day, uh, upper body injury week-to-week. I don't think he's back tonight. Uh, Will Carrier on IR. Brett Howden on IR. Uh, Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud still on IR, not coming back anytime soon. Miramanov's out. They did get Martinez back, which helps. But, I mean, Jack Eichel's struggling. And he kind of came up publicly a few games ago saying, I, I suck, I got to be better. And he really hasn't put those words into action since that happened. You know, they're not scoring right now. Uh, defense and goaltending has kind of been waning a little bit. I mean, it's all facets of their game are not coming together right now. Nobody's being a game breaker. Nobody's stepping up right now uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Hard to back them right now. Washington coming off a 4 nothing shutout over Arizona. Very impressive, solid, strong road game from them uh, against uh, Vegas in that one. Uh, they actually lost to uh, Vegas back in November. 3-2 in overtime at home. Vegas has actually won four straight against uh, Washington. But, man, this Vegas team is just not playing well. They're struggling to put pucks in the net. Uh, they have given up uh, 11 goals in their last three games, the losses to the Oilers, Stars, and Red Wings. So, yeah, I'm just uh, – I'm not looking to back Vegas until I see signs of a turnaround. And, again, they're still massively depleted due to injuries. So, uh, looking toward this game, uh, I like Washington at even money, minus 110. And if you actually look at the Capitals uh, this uh, season and the way they played, there's not a huge difference between their home and road performances. You know, at home, they've had their issues and uh, on the road, they're not much worse. So they're capable of winning on the road and Vegas struggling. So liking the uh, look here on the uh, Capitals minus 110. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Capitals, Golden Knights. Yeah, this this Capitals lineup has been in a bit of a blunder here since uh, since Backstrom and Wilson got back in the lineup. you know, one I was on was, you know, Strom, Dylan Strom was quickly kind of thrown down the lineup when, when Backstrom and, and uh, Wilson got back. Uh, he was down on the third, fourth line, then he even got scratched. He was a healthy scratch. After the healthy scratch, he came back. He's back on the first line and he's popping off again. Uh, now Kuznetsov has now tumbled down the lineup. Like it's kind of, it's kind of all over the place right now. So I'm not, I'm not going near that stuff. Um, the one I did find though is, is Tom Wilson. His shots line is 1.5. Uh, five of his six games, he, he's been under, and it's it's paying plus 120. So, again, it, it's hard to tell how much he's going to get used here as he's just back in the lineup after long injury. Um, he's not on that first power play unit. He's on the second. He's playing second line. Um, but with that plus money and, and the trend off the bat here, even though that lineup isn't a blender, that's what I'm going to play. So I'm going under. 1.5 for Tom Wilson, and that's paying plus 120. Um, I'm staying away from Dylan Strom right now because I don't know what's going on in, in the rest of their lineup um, as far as what guys are going to do on the props. 
And then one I, I really sparked my interest lately is uh, Petriangelo. Like they are giving him lines to not score a point. Uh, like the last couple of games, he'll be around plus 140, plus 150. Uh, today's line is plus 132. He only has three points in his last 10. He plays a ton, but right now the, the team's just not, they're not scoring and, and he's feeling it as well. Um, so again, I think, I think it's kind of a, a 50, 50 thing for him to get a point. Like it's not, it's not as bad as he has been with, with, you know, only three games in the last 10 getting a point. But when you're given that, that plus 132, like that's, that's, uh, that's something I'm going to take a swing on. So, um, Petrangelo for no point plus 132 and then Tom Wilson under 1.5 shots for plus 120. All right, there we go. Petrangelo and Petrangelo and Wilson, uh, props here for, uh, Kevin in this game, Capitals and uh, Golden Knights. Uh, yeah, Wilson is one of those players. Too, he's been uh, back uh, on the ice. You know, he's he's definitely uh, you know not exactly gotten it all going. It did have a goal and assist against Arizona, a good sign. But before that, just a goal in the first uh, five games he played since returning. So see if he's able to uh, keep it uh, going here and get on a bit of a run for Washington. All right, maybe the game of the day. There's a lot of interesting games, a lot of solid games today on the card. This might be the best one. Most intriguing one, the, the one I'm most excited to watch, believe it or not, is this one. The final game of this slate, Colorado Avalanche, Seattle Kraken. The defending Stanley Cup champions who are right now playing their best hockey in a very long time against a Seattle team that has been the toast of the NHL this year with this remarkable turnaround, this incredible run that they've been on, now tied for first in their division and in the Western Conference. Uh, it's just been uh, incre or incredible to watch. Uh, we've got uh, Seattle minus 115, uh, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. I think it's a tough side. I think all things considered, this is value on Colorado. I mean, the defending champs playing their best hockey without Kale McCarr, though the last two games, they've won without him, though. They've found ways to win without him against Calgary and Vancouver. So I don't think that's a deal breaker by any stretch. And he might play tonight. We'll have to wait and see on it. He's day to day. So, you know, Jared Bednar yesterday said he's, he's not going to play tonight against Vancouver, but we haven't ruled him out for sure against Seattle uh, on Saturday night. So he still might play uh, tonight. We'll wait and see on that. Uh, even if without him, we've seen Colorado show the ability to win games, no question, uh, against Calgary and Vancouver. The only concern is they're on a back-to-back -back, uh, and third road game in four nights. So it's definitely a scheduling advantage here for the uh, for, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. And, and finally, man, is it ever good to say that, Kevin? The Seattle Kraken have the scheduling advantage. I haven't said that about Seattle in like a month, for fuck's sakes, because of this absolutely terrible schedule that they've had, where they were out on the road for seven, eight games in a row, back home for one game against Tampa in a brutal spot, and then you go on the road again versus Edmonton the very next night, and then you're back home again against New Jersey, and then you finally get to stay home for two games in a row, play Colorado tonight, and then after tonight, I think they're off to like Wednesday or Thursday this week. So they finally have a lightening up of their schedule. Uh, the, the you know Finally, they're going to have a break in their schedule, and way overdue, because they have been put through the meat grinder from a scheduling perspective, Seattle, the last couple weeks. So they finally got the rest advantage over their opponent for a change as opposed to the other way around. And you can't deny how well they played. I mean, their only losses were those tough spots where they came home and they lost to Tampa off that perfect road trip uh, in a tough situation. Then they had to go on the road and face a red-hot 
heating up Edmonton Oilers team, and they lost that game. So both of those losses, you can put an asterisk beside them because they were tough spots. Now they're in a better spot. They're, they're very capable of winning this game. They've given Colorado trouble. They've won each of the last two meetings against the Avs. They beat Colorado 3-2 in Denver way back in October uh, as big underdogs. So this is a tough side for me. I think there's value in Colorado. I kind of like them at this price, but I don't like them enough to bet them. They're on a back-to-back, and the Seattle team keeps on impressing me with what they've been able to do. So this is going to be more of a sit-back, maybe a live bet. But more than anything, just enjoy this game as a fan. Maybe bet some props. I do have some props that I'm eyeing in this game. Uh, Lekkonen's been on fire. He finally didn't score last night, but you know he has been on fire. I think five goals in the last four games for him. He's worth a look. Uh, you know, it, it, as far as a goal scoring, you know, it's funny. Brad Hunt scored from the blue line for Colorado last night. He's actually got two goals and two points in the last four games. If you really want to get wild, want to get a little nuts, and believe me, I'm a little nuts sometimes. Uh, maybe you look at uh, Brad Hunt uh, for Colorado. Uh, maybe to do something offensively, just as a uh, a much bigger uh, pr- uh, prop look there in that game. As far as Seattle goes, the rookie Matty Beneers is always someone you have to consider for props. Uh, Eberle, uh, Wenberg, I've talked about, McCann, uh, Burakovsky scores the game winner. Vince Dunn, believe it or not, a defenseman for Seattle, he is on a ridiculous point streak for the uh, Kraken at the uh, moment. Vince Dunn is on a four five, six, seven, eight, nine game point streak. And he has two goals in the last three games. And during that nine game point streak, he has five goals as well. So, you know, absolutely. Um, Vince Dunn is a, a great prop option right now. And also someone that I'm uh, targeting here because he's been stepping it up offensively lately. And he's been given a promotion up the lineup from Dave Haxtall, uh, the head coach of the Kraken. Uh, it's uh, Donato's pizza, Ryan Donato uh, for them. Uh, you look at two goals and an assist against New Jersey. Uh, he's had five points in the last four games. Always worth a look. And then, of course, can't be a Seattle game without a little Ali Tolvanen uh, mention uh, on my part, the former Nashville Predator. Now, the last three games he has cooled off. So uh, I'm not as bullish on him tonight as I've been in previous games and certainly previous times when Kevin's been on the show. But uh, he has gone point uh, without a point in three straight games. But still, uh, I wouldn't bail on him just yet. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, Kevin? It's a great matchup on paper, at least. Uh, fascinating to see how Seattle plays. Colorado's got their game back together. Should prove to be a great game. What do you think here, Colorado, Seattle? Yeah, it, it is probably all the, the game of the day for me as well, as far as a, a watching standpoint. Um, Vince Dunn, he's a, he's a guy with a lot of promise at the start of the season. I know I drafted him in my fantasy leagues and had to drop him early in the, in the season uh, just because he wasn't doing a ton. Um, he's a guy I picked up on waiver somehow about 10 days ago. I don't know who dropped him, but, um, and that was the start of when he was on fire too. He'd been on fire for five, six games and someone dropped him. So I picked him up. I've been reaping the benefits from him there. Um, I would love to jump on him for a point or a goal as well. Um, I don't have him listed on, on my book as far as any uh, anytime point. Uh, if he was on there, that's something I probably, probably would love to play on. Um, my prop of the game, though, I do love getting nuts sometimes, but this one is just, it's the opposite and right back to the well. Uh, this is the the Alex Newhook no point train here, uh, minus 137. So it is it is creeping up in the juice you got to pay. Uh, but he is just sliding down the lineup more and more as uh, as Colorado gets their, their big guns back. 
Um, he did did squeak out an assist last game, but there's only three in the last 10 games where he's got a point. Um, so he's having a hard time getting on the scoreboard. Um, and he was also dropped under 13 minutes of ice time last game. So his actual ice time is still just trending down and down as uh, Colorado gets more bodies back. Um, so as long as they keep offering that, uh, no point, and it's a, it's a half-decent price here. Um, I'm going to keep hammering that uh, until they take it right off the book. But So that's that's my play. Uh, back to the well with Alex no, Newhook for uh, no point. There you go. And that has been, if you've been watching Kevin now, I think this is your third time on the show, if I'm not mistaken, third or fourth, but you've been co- constantly on that Alex Newhook theme uh, every yeah, single yeah. time with the uh, Colorado Avalanche, no question. And as you said, uh, it's been paying off for you uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, as far as the total goes, you know, the total's dropped to six. You know, it's very interesting. We'll have to see who's in net. Francois and Jones are projected goaltenders uh, for this game. Neither one's been confirmed, but looks like right now they're projecting it to be Francois for Colorado. And actually, Grubauer, some sites have him projected for uh, Seattle. Maybe playing his old team. Maybe Taxtall wants to, you know, play a hunch here. That Grubauer, you know, steps up here playing his former team, the Colorado Avalanche. That could be the case uh, for sure. Um, total being at six there, uh, you know, t- tempts me to look at the over, but again, I'm waiting to see who's going to be a net here in this game. And like I said, I think this is more of a prop game. I lean over, I lean Colorado, but this is more of a prop game for me. I think there's some great props to take advantage of. Vince Dunn, uh, Ryan Donato, uh, Matty Beneers uh, on the Colorado side. Lekkonen's been on fire, uh, worth a look there. Uh, you know, definitely some good props uh, to consider here in this game with the uh, Avs taking on the crack. I can't wait. Really, I can't wait for this game because I think it's a great measuring stick game too for Seattle. You know, a chance to show that they continue to validate the great, you know, first half of the season that they've had uh, so far. All right, great stuff. That's the Saturday card. Huge slate, 14 games. We gave you almost an hour, 45 minutes of analysis. For for that reason, hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube, 190 live viewers. We also appreciate our podcast listeners uh, for joining us on as well. Uh, we will wrap things up in just a moment with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code ICEGUYS, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ICEGUYS. You get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0. It takes care of this among other things, uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof. Same thing with the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your ear hair, nose hair. I mean, nose hair in particular. You know, I'm getting up there in age, and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue. This will take care of it. It feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes. It pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with 
your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and it is great to get through a Saturday show and already have a winner on the board. Uh, Anaheim and Buffalo has already gone over the total uh, of six and a half. It is 3-3 three, three, uh, Ducks and Sabres uh, in the uh, second period with about four minutes to go. So great result. Great to start the day with a win. Hopefully we've got a bunch more uh, on the horizon uh, for this Saturday card in terms of uh, getting some bets in the win column, including best bets to wrap it up. Kevin, we're going to miss you. You're not going to be around for the next uh, two weeks. Uh, uh, again, some uh, family stuff, other things going on. So we will not have Kevin with us next Saturday. We won't have Kevin with us again the following Saturday either, but we won't have a show the following Saturday because it's the NHL All-Star break uh, that weekend. So it actually works out well. Kevin's really only going to technically miss one show uh, over the next uh, two weeks. So he'll be back with us on February the 11th uh, following uh, the All-Star break. But uh, Kevin, again, you're delivering the goods every single Saturday. I mean, great prop analysis, which is obviously your specialty. It's what you focus on. Great analysis again today. What have you got for the viewers and the listeners, Kevin, for best bet? Yeah, this wasn't the highest price, but this is the one that I just couldn't believe was on there was uh, the Barkoff line for 3.5. Um, again, you got to play pay quite a bit of juice to get it. It's minus 182, but He's only been over that total one of the last 18 games. So for me, I just, I couldn't believe that was even an option to be on there. Um, but that, with that line being as, as high as 3.5. So I'm taking, uh, I'm taking for me, my best bet. I think it's easy money Barkov uh, under 3.5 shots. All right, there it is. Alexander Barkov, Florida Panthers under three and a half shots. You got to pay about minus 182 with it, but Juice worth laying, again, that incredible run of how many times, what, 17 of 18 under three and a half shots for Barkov coming into this game tonight against Minnesota. Uh, my best bet, um, this is a huge card. This has been one of our longest shows in recent memory. I'm giving you three. That's right. Three best bets today. I feel I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood. It's a great day. There's NFL divisional playoff football. It's a huge hockey card. There's basketball. There's UFC, a great UFC fight card tonight it's a great saturday let's rock and roll with three best bets and they're all going to be sides no totals actually yeah they're all going to be sides we're going to go with minnesota minus 104 against florida uh that's number one minnesota minus 104 against florida we're going to go with winnipeg minus 134 against ottawa and the third best bet is going to be carolina in regulation uh minus uh, 105 minus 110 against the new york islanders so there you go. Three best bets from yours truly here uh, on this Saturday. Minnesota, minus 104 against Florida. Winnipeg, minus 135 against Ottawa. 
And Carolina in regulation, minus 105, minus 110 against the New York Islanders. Three best bets on this Saturday uh, NHL card for me. Uh, again, I thought it was tough to choose between the three of them for me as well. So it's another reason I decided, ah, fuck it. Let's just get all three of them out there as best bets. Good stuff. All right, Kevin, awesome show. Uh, thank you for, again for joining us as you do on Saturdays. And thanks to everyone in the chat for uh, joining us. Uh, Kevin, uh, looking forward to the day and a final thoughts before we shut this down. No, I just uh, love to see that winner already on the board you had there and uh, full slate. So it's uh, it's going to be an enjoyable day of uh, Hockey Day, Hockey Day in Canada. So here we go. Exactly. And again, Kevin, you're invited to the uh, BetCast if you want to join us Tuesday night for even just a couple of minutes, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, looking forward to that. And if you want any of our viewers and listeners want to join us on the BetCast, just send me a DM. We'll send you the link before the BetCast starts Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Looking forward to it. Our first BetCast uh, of the year. Uh, all right. Great stuff. Uh, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special guest on Saturdays, as he is Kevin Beach, although we'll see him in a, three weeks from now, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.